Hey, Rhonda Brunson with the Picking Strawberries podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and just being a part of this community that's searching for the beauty in every day. I welcome Coach Linda today from Intensity Training Systems. And what I love about Linda and all the coaches at ITS is that it's not just about doing your workout and going home. It's nutrition counseling, it's motivation, it's accountability, it's that whole package and helping you just live your best life. So we start a conversation today about body image and how it affects how you feel about who you are. And I say start because I think this is hard work. I think it's deep work. It's been determined by our culture, our family values, the people around us, the way we've taken in that information. And how do we unhook it? How do we take away how our body image affects how we feel about who we are? So Linda's been doing this for three years, two to 300 of people a week. She sees it all the time. She's in the middle of it in this fitness industry, and she has some tools and she has some tricks for us. So we're just going to start this conversation. I'm sure there are many more to have, but how can we address body image issues and living our best life? Thanks for listening to the show. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here. If you're looking for a community who's searching for the beauty in every day, having authentic conversations about how we can give back and make this a better place, I encourage you to subscribe to Picking Strawberries. Join me and my guests as we're talking about real things, real life, and how we can take the positive and make us better and all the people around us shine brighter. Coach Linda, welcome to Picking Strawberries podcast today. I am so excited to have you on and to talk about body image. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Yeah. So, you know, you are an athletic trainer. We call you coach. You've been my coach for three years at Intensity Training Systems, which is based in Burleson, Texas. What I love about being at this gym is it's not just a gym. You don't just show up and do your workouts and go home. Y'all are, you know, Levi and team, the owner Levi and y'all are this like complete package of moral support, nutrition support, motivation, accountability, all the things wrapped together in this just amazing community that we lovingly call ITS. So I just want to kind of go with your backgrounds. You've been doing this for three years. You started coaching at ITS. How many people do you think in a week that you train, you group train on average? Um, we have about like right under 400 clients. Every week's a little different depending on attendance. And we we switch our schedules up a little bit here and there too. But I would say somewhere between two, 300 a week. And of course, there might be some repeat in there too. But yeah, something like that. Okay. That's why I feel like this conversation is so valid because you work with people that many people a week. I mean, that's a lot of people in a week that you are in it with their health journey and watching their journey. And just, you're going to have so much insight to what that looks like for people across the board, people who are already really fit to people who are starting that journey and trying to get to a certain level, you know, of fitness that y'all are helping them. Yeah. So you switched, you were an elementary teacher. Is that right? Yes, I taught kindergarten for three years and then I taught first grade for three years. So six years of teaching. Okay. 
I thought you had the littles, although I'm not mm-hmm. sure sometimes when we're in there at 5 a.m., we're much different than the kindergartner littles, but so definitely you crossover. <laughs> crossover, right, right, right. So you switched from being an athletic trainer or to an athletic trainer. I'm sorry. What about this career excited you and just drew you to wanting to do this? You know, I always say I just have a teacher heart. I'm still a teacher to this day. You know, I'm just a teacher of adults and a teacher of fitness and health. And I was, I've always been passionate about fitness and health. I, I've worked out most of my life. I just feel it's a really important part of living a, a great life. And so, um, I was a client at ITS actually when I was a teacher and that drew me even more into that space because ITS specifically is such an amazing place, like you mentioned earlier. And um, I knew I wanted to get out of teaching, truthfully so, but I knew I wanted to still do something where I could teach and help and build relationships. And it just just felt like the perfect transition. Segue. Well, you're amazing at it. And we kind of laugh on the other side because there's two sides of the gym. We're like, Linda's using her teacher voice. Like, somebody's in trouble over there, right? Like we I can hear, hear. we can hear the once. crossover. Yeah. 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 So what is your favorite part of working with people on their health journeys? Like if you can pick out one thing, they're like, oh man, this is good stuff. Yeah, it it's definitely when you see people become more autonomous and that self-efficacy really you know, builds and people train, they take what they, those hard things in the gym and turn them into lessons of how they can overcome things in their life as well. And when clients realize as well that there's more to life than just losing the weight or being a certain number on the scale and that, hey, I can, I have value more than just my physical aspects. Right. And so, um, yeah, that, that's probably seeing people and seeing, just seeing people accomplish things that they never thought that they could, you know, like I can never lift that. I'm like, just you wait and see, give me some time. (laughs) And then they do it. And just the look on their faces is, is just amazing. I find that super true in my own life. Like I have something hard in the day. I'm like, okay, I just deadlifted whatever pounds this morning. I can do this. It's just that carryover from the hard stuff is really real in real life and motivating for sure. Yeah. So from your coach perspective, I mean, you're coaching two to 300 people a week. How much time do you think people worry about their body image and how is that comparable to how much time they're actually worrying about their health? How do you see that balance or that scale tipping? Yeah, um, (laughs) a lot, too many. (laughs) The limit does not exist. I feel like we spend so much time hung up on body image, myself included. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I've got it all figured out. Um, I think it's a lot pretty much a lifelong process just to keep trying to be a little bit better. But yeah, I do think I do think it's more time spent on the body image piece versus um, not that people aren't worried about their health in general, but you see people get hung up on the physical over the other or, you know, it's like weight loss is praised immediately, even though someone might be in a very, not in a very good spot mentally. And so, you know, it's just, it's funny how people get hung up on the physical first over the actual health. 
if that makes sense. Health part. Yeah. Do you see any general factors that could really lead to someone struggling with how they look at themselves in the mirror? I mean, is there an overall trend that you ever see in that? Um, I don't know. I think we're human. <laughs> we're all, you know, I think it's a part of humanity. <laughs> we, we kind of have that in us a little bit to be self-critical and some people more than others, but we're also, we live in this, this culture of, you know, you, you're surrounded by media all the time. And even before social media, the way we know it now, I mean, think of, I mean, I watch movies that I watched as a child that, or as a teenager that I'm like, oh, these were great movies. And now we watch them as an older adult, knowing what I know. And I'm like, oh, these were the messages that I like soaked up, you know, all these like formative years. So I think that those things play into it largely as well. And so, yeah, it's just, we're human. (laughs) I think that's the most common thread. I think about that. My first diet, I remember going on, I was 13 and I'm tall and I think I weighed 112 pounds. I mean, I had no business being on a diet. So I I think now as, you know, a 46 year old woman, when did I drink the Kool-Aid? Like, when did I like put that into a part of my identity when I truly had no business being on a diet? at 13. Like, how was that even in my head? And it just, that culture, and we didn't even have social media. I mean, totally dating that age, but there was no social media around me at that time. And I know as a photographer, I'm having the same conversations with people, whether they're a size zero or whether they're, you know, we we call a curvy girl. It does not matter. So I just always think like, when is enough? when does the size zero feel okay? Do you ever feel that? I just, as a photographer, I'm like, oh, y'all stop. We have to stop because it's never enough. We never arrive. Do you feel that working with people every week? 100%. And it is, it is mind blowing when you work with somebody and you see them go from, you know, one place to this and the place that they thought, or maybe even surpass the place that they thought they wanted to be. And whether it's through assessments or whether it's through, you know, whatever it may be, like, it's just never enough. It's always like, or it's, we want to keep making progress, which I'm, I mean, it's great that we want to keep being better, right? Like that's a good quality to have. But I think that there is something really, really important about what you just said about being happy and just being and being grateful and happy of how far we've come and acknowledging that. And okay, we can just be, we don't always have to be, this may sound, I think some people will probably criticize me for this, but I don't think we always have to continuously be better. I mean, we do in some ways, but you know what I'm saying? Like if we're talking like body comp or whatever, like we can just be and be happy in that place. Right. But it's so interesting because you'll have people, like I said, who make these amazing transitions. They surpass even like what they set their goal on. And yet it's so interesting to see we're still unhappy and it, there still needs to be more. And it's so it's, it's an interesting, sad phenomenon that we, we definitely see. I read something once that really struck me that said, you can love your body and still be working towards a goal. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, okay, I hear this. How do you do that? <laughs> like, how do you get to that place where you're, you can be in love with where you're at, even while you're trying to reach another goal, even if it's not scale related, it's, you know, 
right. lifting a certain amount of weight or getting a certain amount of push-ups or, you know, if it's non-scale related. I don't know. Do you have any suggestions for that? I'm kind of throwing this at you, but how do you get there? How do you look in a mirror and be like, I love this and I still have a goal? <laughs> I had the answer, Rhonda. <laughs> I know. We have a million dollars. Maybe that's what we have to come up with. I'd be way more successful than any other fitness professional out there. (laughs) Right. So do you see any common threads of people struggling with what they look like? Is it like, okay, I'm just looking at this scale. I'm not counting any of the other wins. Or I mean, is there is it just like we all struggle? Or is there a certain rut you can get into that makes you struggle more? I don't know. It's hard. Again, in one way, I think we're all human. And while some of us clearly do struggle more than others, I think some of us maybe don't talk about it as much or maybe don't acknowledge it. We kind of bury it deep down. (laughs) I think we all have some struggles. Of course, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's just one. I do think, I guess, focusing like when people start to become more focused on one, the non-skill victories, right? Versus the scale victories. I think when people start to become more mindful in their everyday life, more grateful in their everyday life, those things can kind of start to split the pack a little bit from the ones who really are deep down in the trenches with that body image, you know, struggle versus the ones that maybe still have it, but can rise above it day to day, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, I, I threw away my scale three years ago because I realized that whatever that number said determined how my day went. And I finally was like, this is crazy. Like I have a good or bad day because I step on this scale in the morning. So for me, that was like an unhook of my value being hooked to how I thought my body looked because of the number on this scale. Do you have any other like suggestions or ways? How do we unhook that? You just mentioned a few with gratefulness and how do you unhook that my value is based on my body? Yeah, I think again, it goes into those things I just said. I I think we have to start doing some work, some deeper work. And you know, this is, this is the... The hard part, probably one of the, I say this, come back to this all the time, probably one of the hardest parts of my job. I think that we are there to help people with behavior strategies. Um, that is part of our job. But at some point, there's like deeper psychological things that kind of become out of our scope of practice, you know, to really deal with. I think that we sometimes need to do some work, whether that's talking to a therapist, you know, going to do that. That always seems like a big, scary thing. I think for a lot of people, myself included, I've yet to do it. I want to do it, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I know a person. (laughs) Yes. We've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think doing the deeper work is really important, whether that, like I said, is talking to someone or whether it's just starting on your own, you know, um, starting your day or just taking moments through your day to be grateful and to, Think about just the things that you're doing well and the the things that your body is doing for you. I mean, even something as simple as 
you know, I, I mean, I'm able to be walking right now if you're on a walk and like, you know, I can walk. Like not everybody can say that. And that sounds, I know it sounds so corny in some ways, but like, I do think there's a lot of power in focusing on those, those really what seem like minor things, but they're not. <laughs> and then the mindfulness in the moment of just all the wonderful things that life brings and that our lives have, I mean, whether it's the sunshine or whether it's, you know, our dog that we get to love on, or I don't know. I just, again, I know it sounds a little corny, but I, I feel like the more that I've learned to be grateful and be mindful. I'm, I'm a pretty, like, I like to stay busy. I go, go, go a lot, but the more I've learned to kind of slow down and enjoy the little moments and take a breath and enjoy the sunshine on my face, it makes a huge difference on my body image. So I think that we could all benefit from some more of those practices. So if you have a client in front of you that's really struggling with the body image part, like, is that where you're going to direct them is towards those things? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think non-scale victories, you know, like if we've gained muscle, if we've gained strength, how are we feeling in the gym? You know, how are we feel? you know, what have we changed? Maybe like we used to not even go to the gym and now we're going to the gym, you know, like I think sometimes people forget real quickly about like, that's a huge deal for some people who have never been in the gym and now you're coming consistently. That's a win. Or you're someone who never drank water and you're drinking water every day. That's a huge win. Like focusing on those wins as well. Yeah. I do think the gratefulness, the mind mindfulness, those are really important. And like I said, had then at some point, sometimes that again, that is just the hardest part of my job. I think hands down is that sometimes I just know there's more work to be done, but it's not it's not something I can do. And that's the hard part because I think, honestly, probably all of us, again, myself included, could benefit from going to do some deeper work with somebody, you know, and, but that's, that's outside of our scope of practice, you know? And so <laughs> we just do the best that we can. Well, and how do you look at a client and be like, I really think you need therapy for this, right? Like you just can't, <laughs> right. I mean, there's a line there too, right? For yeah. sure, for sure. So if you're, if you're having a day, like you are kind of down on yourself about your own body image. You're just not in a great place there. How do you dig yourself back up? Do you have any go-tos that work every time for you? Or I don't know, what's in your personal bag of tricks when you're there? My favorite is just going on a walk. If I can get out into nature versus just like a neighborhood, that's even better. No podcast, no music, just me and my thoughts or not thoughts, <laughs> no thinking, whatever it needs to be, or just sit, taking a moment to sit out in the sunshine and just literally do nothing. Again, that's really hard for me, <laughs> but I've learned that just taking five, 10 minutes to do that is really helpful. And then if all else fails, get a really good night's rest <laughs> and start fresh tomorrow because sleep is another one for me. If I'm not getting my sleep that can just cascade the body image stuff pretty quickly. So sleep is important for me. <laughs> I love it. I love that. And I feel like taking that would be the best advice for your clients. Those things would be the things you would be your go-to because experience is the best teacher, right? So as you're coaching, you're using the things that work for you. I feel like we could talk about body image all day and in circles and because it's so much is wrapped up in it, culture and trauma and childhood and family values and just your own personal views on what a body should look like. 
we come up with our own version of that. And a lot of times it's something photoshopped. And I can tell you as a photographer, we're trying to obtain something that does not exist. You know, and that's why, you know, people ask me if I Photoshop images and I'm like, if we're going to compare ourselves to the cover of Vogue, let's do apples to apples. Let me Photoshop it like they're Photoshopped, right? And then let's compare and see where we're at. Well, I just appreciate it. I love your advice that you're giving. There's just, it's the tricks, right? It's just tricks to put in your tool bag when you're having that day and to slowly keep unhooking body image from our value. and. Those non-scale victories are so, so important. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I love to close out the show with some just kind of rapid fire Linda questions. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> okay. So Coach Linda, what is your go-to healthy snack? Probably, I love an apple and some nut butter, like a Honeycrisp apple and some okay. nut butter, or like a frozen berry protein powder smoothie. Those are probably my go-tos. Okay. Do you have a go-to unhealthy snack? Oh my gosh. I love all food. That's a hard one. Um, <laughs> anything chocolate, really? Chocolate? I, yeah. Chocolate. Chocolate is the bomb. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. What is your favorite lift or exercise? Ooh, it'd probably have to be deadlift. They just make me feel strong. Just love a deadlift. Okay. Yep. You are strong. <laughs> yeah. You. I kind of thought it'd be that or squats. That was my guess. No. What it I, would be. The squats are not my favorite. I do them, but okay. I, preferred, I preferred a deadlift. <laughs> deadlift. Okay. What is your favorite book? Oh, that's hard. I'm always, I'm always terrible at answering the favorite questions because I have right. decision anxiety. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. The last book that I'll just go with the last book that I read that I really enjoyed. It was called Other Birds. And it was really good. It made me feel like a kid again when I was reading. Like I just just like tore through it. So that uh, was good. That's awesome. Do you have a go-to self-care or recovery? Yeah, the walking. Walking outside, preferably. Yeah, that's my favorite. What is your favorite quote? You know, I don't have a favorite quote. <laughs> okay. I'm well, and I don't people. think everybody does. Yeah, yeah. I don't think everybody does. So what is the one word? That describes your life today? Probably bountiful. Mm, that's a great word. Uh, coach Linda, thank you. Thanks for being my coach and helping me on my journey and my path, especially as I try to work on my own body image issues that clearly started very, very young. So I just, I appreciate you being here. You know, I feel like we're just starting this conversation and we're doing a better job at that more lately, but um, hopefully one that that we all keep having because it it feels like we got quite a bit of work to do. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the Picking Strawberries podcast. Thank you for having me, Rhonda. It was so fun. Thank you, Coach Linda, for being a guest on the Picking Strawberries podcast and just for being the light that you are to so many people. Body image issues are real and a hard struggle, and sometimes you might need professional help, reach out. If it's affecting who you are and living your best life, get the help you need. And if you know someone who struggles there too, we're not isolated. We're not doing this alone. We're in community. Share this podcast with them and invite them to be a part of this conversation and to live their best, most authentic life. 